know me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there's not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you, for you form me in inward parts. You will cover me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. Hallelujah. Glorify his name. Lord, we just come asking for a word from you, God. God, I ask right now, Lord, let it be all of you, none of me. I surrender. Speak now for your children are listening. Amen. Amen. You can join me in the book of Jonah as we turn there. We are in the second chapter. The latter part of the first chapter of the 17th verse. We're picking up at the second chapter. You left off. Jonah was thrown off the ship. All because he wanted to run into trouble. It's amazing how we think we are doing the right thing. But we shown up is doing the wrong thing. Jonah thought he could hide from God. We look in the text, it says that he was leaving the presence of the Lord. He got his wish. We see he who knows the living God forgot how to pray to God. And he sees these heathens who do not know God telling him to pray to his God. He says he serves the God. Y'all see that? Look, look closely. He serves a God who creates the heavens and the earth, but he's running from service. And they hear about his God and say, well, you need to pray to him. Because that God seemed a little bit bigger than our God. And they fear his God so much, they, say, they pray to him say, don't make us guilty. <laughs> For this man. And they threw him in the water. And then the storm stopped. Y'all look in the text. He went off the boat. All of a sudden they were on calm seas. There's another time a miracle happens like that. Jesus, Jesus is on the water. There's a storm. Peter gets on the water. There's still a storm. But when they both get back on the boat. There's no storm. 
And one text says they are immediately on the other side. <laughs> so you can see how God can make a difference just like that. Is there a witness in the house? They don't take God that much time. You know how you call somebody, please wait. They play that beautiful music you love listening to. But our God does not act that way. And so we see here where they left off. He's in the water. They pray, God, don't, make, don't put this blood on our hands. And then we pick up this prayer by Jonah. Jonah is crying out to God, the narrated as a story narrates. It says, then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God from where? Inside the fish. A little bit of textual, it's kind of interesting as you look at this prayer. If you read through this prayer and you look through this prayer, it does not look as a cry for help. But it, is for, it, it seems as if he's already been delivered. It's, 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 it's amazing. So how to look at it. You can look at this now and see that this prayer that is from inside the fish is a prayer of I know my God is able to deliver me. As you can see how we're dealing with the title, how a cry out of darkness, how he was in darkness, but he had no doubt that somebody was going to hear his cry. Isn't that good news? That out of the darkness he can hear us? In the midst of our troubles and our despair, he can hear us. We, we deal with modern technology now and look how they try to sell their equipment. They try to tell you who has the better coverage. Who has less drop calls? Uh, who has the fastest network? I can see how God is just looking at us and just saying, do you hear me? I, I've never had to put up more towers. I never had to upgrade or downgrade. I never had to renew a contract. I've always been right here. It's a sad state in our time that we make it so difficult to get to God when God is saying, I am right here. We have people telling you got to do this and God will sew up. But I'm here to let you know that God has already been sewing up. The Genesis says that before there was an earth, there was a God. And this God was over what was void and empty, and he made something. And I want to grab here closely. When you look in Genesis, it says that he was over the deep. Over the deep. And the deep now we see in the count of Jonah, he says, I'm in the deep. Jonah says, I'm up in this water here. I'm in these deep waters. They, they don't have the vocabulary as we have it now because, you know, we always change words. And we think we can say things better, so we create new words. And so we, we know the Atlantic and the Pacific Ocean, but he just knew water. And he knew a big water that was deep. And he says, I'm in the deep. Look, look how he opens his up. He says, I cried out in this great trouble, and he answered me. I, I called to you from the land of the dead, or the Sheol, and the Lord, what? Heard me. And he said, he threw me into the water. <laughs> you see that there? I want you to grab here as Jonah's realizing that the problem he is in is that God is still involved in it. If you look closely here, God appointed a great wind. God appointed a great fish. 
And now Jonah realized it was you, God, that had me thrown into the water. I want to realize that Jonah is crying out of darkness because of his own mess. Many times in our lives, we get in darkness because of our own mess. We want to blame somebody else and say, it was your fault I'm up in this mess. But it was our fault because we weren't paying attention to the signs. You know, there's many signs to go by. Uh, houses have signs. Buildings have signs that let you know where to go. God, God makes sure that we have signs and know where to go. But sometimes we ignore the signs. Jonah had signs. Big, great wind. <laughs> Ignored it. No, 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 no. Just throw me off. I'm still not going to, to Nineveh. St- still not going. Threw him in the water. Jonah in the water, drowning. You look in the, this, 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 this psalm, this poeticness, you can see how he said he was surrounded up to his, his, his neck or his throat or it says his body pretty much. He was under the water. How would he know he's under the water? He talked about how the seaweeds, the plants of the ocean were all wrapped around him. This man was down deep in distress, and he realized it was his own fault. We, too, need to look and, look and realize in our lives that it is our fault we get up in this mess. But yet, yet he does not pray until he gets swallowed by a fish. Y'all see that? As you look in the song, he, he, he didn't say, Lord, I need some help. He said, I'm ready to die up in this water. <laughs> he said, and then the fish swallowed him. So we see here, looking at this account in this psalm, that he realized how bleak his situation was. Jonah, now inside of the fish, has an opportunity to reflect, and which also can also show to us that while he was even in an uncomfortable situation, he still knew how to pray. Come on, somebody. That nothing can hinder us from crying out to our God. Y'all see this man was in the belly of a fish. Y'all see that, right? It it did not say he was in a prison cell going to get a meal three times a day. This man was swallowed up by a fish. He, He was not sitting on a bed comfortable, but he was up in some mess, in some mess. I don't know about you. I don't know what fish he was swallowed by, but I do know about the inside of animals. It's not a pretty sight. There's nothing very comfortable inside your body. When you look at your organs, you don't say, oh, I want to look at that. That's why it takes special doctors and special people. That's why a lot of people don't like doing biology class, right, where you got to dissect that frog. Ooh. So imagine being up in an animal. And he realizes that I was about to perish. Jonah shows how bleak the situation that he cries from the shield. He cries out from the grave or the underworld, the place where people descend to their death. And Jonah sees just that nothing is out of reach of God. Even there, God heard his voice. Jonah probably remembered the song, where, I, where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in shield, hello. Behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remote part of the sea, hello, 
you are there. Even there, you, your, hand, your hand will lead me and your right hand will lay hold of me. I can see Jonah down deep in the inside of the fish. His situation reminded him of this psalm. And he says, even in the seal, I feel I am there. Even in the deeps of the sea, I know I am there. Even if I'm right here, God, you're able to hear me. Look what he says, even your right hand. God says, with my right hand, I save my people. Jonah already knew, God, you can do something about this. So therefore, Jonah leans on this great power of God who casts him into the deep and is also able to deliver him. Jonah sees his this peril is all around him and overwhelming him. At this time, he realizes he has been cast out of God's sight. This is ironic that earlier it was him who was looking to leave the presence of God. Now I realize that God is always there. He now looks towards the Lord's holy temple. So as Jonah realizes how deep he has fallen, Going down does not seem as bad when you're doing it. (laughs) But once you hit rock bottom, you can see how bad you have fallen. But going down does not seem as bad. See, see, we, we, we fall, and it reminds me of this movie about this story about this gentleman saying, it reminds me of a man that fell out of a 13-story building. He said, what about him? Well, the people by the window heard him falling. So far, so good. And that's how we are in our situation. We are falling, but since we're still living, we're saying, so far, so good. But once you hit that, it's not good anymore. And so we, too, need to realize that when we fall down, we can still look up. All he could see was the end coming to him. It was bleak. He did, not see his, he did not see his way out of this overwhelming situation. It says that the water encompassed him. It engulfed him to the point of death. He was swallowing. He was drowning. He was covered up by the roots of the, the seas. And, the, and he saw what? The roots of the mountains. The bars from forever. He's basically talking about how they understood the underworld, the seal, to be a cage, a prison, if you will, that was locked up. That once you was down there, you weren't coming back. But look what he realized, that my God is able. Tell your neighbor, God is able. You see, look, look how bleak his situation was. He was to the point of death. Some argued that he actually did die. And at the point, he was at the situation that he looked that nothing could bring him back. Look how it opens up. How long was he in the belly of the fish? Three days and three nights. Tradition has it that you, it takes three days and three nights for you to fully die and go to the underworld. And so, therefore, if he goes there, he cannot what? Come back. But he says, God, you're able. Y'all see that right there? Can you tell your neighbor God is able again? And so he saw that as bleak as a situation, the psalmist says, God, even in darkness, it is as light to you. Does it not say that in the Psalm 139? I just read it earlier. I hope you heard it. It says right there that it's as light to you. So he realized I may be in darkness, but God, you can clearly see. I'm so glad that God can clearly see where we are. So the deep 
This is another way to say the great ocean is all around him, and he is underwater, entangled of the plants that grow in the ocean. He, as he sinks, he sees where the mountains shoot up from the ocean floor to the heavens. He is at rock bottom. He now sees how he will, he, how he will go to the grave. From here he will not return, seeing the bars that will lock him in and not release the dead. Jonah's demise is imminent, but God brought life from the pit. Isn't that good news? Because the pit depicts, again, the say of the grave, a sense of decay. And he brought him from the pit. He took what was dead and made it alive. He is able to take Jonah from the bars of the earth, from the grave, from the shield, from the pit, and is able to make him alive. Do you see another parallel here? When Jesus went to go see Lazarus, they say he's dead for four days. Remember, it takes three days and three nights for them to fully die and go to the other where they can't come back. Jesus came there a day later. Y'all see that? So he wasn't just dead. He was dead, dead. There was no hope for this man. They, they wrapped him up, put a cover up the tomb and said, it's all over. Because what they say, if you were here earlier, he would not have died. But, but Jesus and his calm and his astuteness, understanding the, the calamity that they're in, he just simply let them know, I am the life and the resurrection. He's letting them know that since I'm here, he's alive. Y'all get that? Because he was where? Present amongst the dead. Come on, let me help y'all out. Help y'all. Remember I was talking about how we try to get services because we want to have better coverage, but God is always there. He is always available. So if he's always available, if he's always present, if we're in his presence, then we always have life. And so you see here that we see the parallel here that Jonah is showing us as, a, as the, uh, as the uh, uh, antitype, as the type of, of Christ that he's showing us here. That he too was dead. He felt he was dead. He felt hopeless. He felt nothing could save him. But then he remembered that there's a God who can save him. Jonah looks to the true living God and vows to make sacrifices to him. You see, it's amazing how while he was fainting, right, he was weak, but he remembered God. He heard, he, 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 the Lord heard his prayers. It shows that, look, look closely here, by God hearing his prayer does not mean that he audibly heard it. It means that God responded. Tell your neighbor, God responds. He's not a statue that just sits there and people put it on to, oh, it must have been circumstances, or must it be this. No, God takes action. Because I want to hear the, the, the key hero the key hero in this text is God. Look who's doing all.